going on. Good evening, everyone. Hola, what's going on, everybody? Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Super Heyru Radio. My name is Selena Cordova L, and uh, hopefully tonight, a fear that you could hear will be joining us. Um, I just wanted to take a second out and thank everyone that has written from, uh, of course, last week's show. And um, just has just been very encouraging and very supportive and very, very inspiring. It means the world to me. I really, really appreciate it, you guys. And, um, yeah, I wanted to also just encourage uh, tonight what I really wanted to uh, talk about was um, just kind of how you have to not only remember that everything is is in flux and is in motion, meaning that you're going to make mistakes, things aren't going to go the way that you always plan, and that's kind of what life is about. Sometimes I I laugh because people are always like, oh, it looks so effortless, and, you know, you look, and it's like that old adage, things that don't look like a lot of work has been put into it, usually it's because there has been. So, you know, I say that to say um, tonight, you know, there's little things that I would have loved to be able to do, more organized, like have music and all these other things. And what I realized is, yeah, I can do all that, but Take your time, Selena. Why are you rushing? There's no need to, to have it be perfect the way that you've envisioned it. Start from somewhere. And that's kind of how I even got to a place of saying, you know what, I'm going to start the Super Hey Roo show again. Um, when I did in 2009, you know, I, my son was not even one years old at the time. We just moved out here. And, you know, moving from New York when we were kind of at a space, and I say we because it was myself, Asir, and our son. And, you know, I made the choice to move out here because things were so crunch mode in New York. And uh, that's where you're from. Whenever things get really heavy from a place that you're from and you put in so much work to hopefully at least be, you know, successful at anything that you do and you, you come across certain obstacles, it started to make me think that um, not only I may be the obstacle, but that um, – the energy that I was entertaining and that I thought I had known was teaching me something new, and I had to really be open to that. So I say that, okay, let me launch chat here. Um, I'm opening the chat window. But the whole point is is that, you know, you got to take your time with everything. And um, we didn't have any help. We left New York, and, and it's not like you're supposed to have help, but no grandparents and uncles and aunts and you know, financial support or, you know, uh, baby showers or people visiting. I remember the first eight months after I had a more, um, I was like, one, two, three, flash chat. Okay. The, the last, you know, when I had a more, I didn't think that the little that I might have had would have completely dissipated and dwindled in terms of like friends and, you know, that type of structure. But instead of being annoyed by it, I just kind of let it play out. And I realized like, wow, this is the ninth month, you know, I'm still receiving unemployment checks from waitressing and, uh, you know, working another job. But unemployment checks from a waitressing job was what I'd actually really saved up to even think of what my next move might be. And, you know, oftentimes people, you know, because you, you look well or you're able to drink water or you do, I, I was at the lowest financially in my life, right when I had a more, but I was the wealthiest in spirit and just in being at peace with what I had chosen to do, which was, you know, have this child. And I say all this to say, you know, I didn't plan on having a kid. I was with this here for nine years before we had one. And what I want to talk about real quick tonight was just the energy of having certain things in your life happen that you didn't plan and it totally changing not only your perspective on who you are, but on how, who, what, all of that. And, oh, I think it's here. And let me answer it. Hey, hey. good evening. There you hey, go. Hey, how you doing? I'm hey, okay, everybody. thank you. Welcome how are you? Radio. I'm good. How you doing? Right? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing all right. I was trying to open the uh, chat over here and um it's just circling so whatever i'm gonna keep on with the show but i was just explaining that um 
you know, sometimes things happen in life when you don't expect them to. And, you know, a lot of women, and in, just in, in learning about myself as a woman, you know, without a mom and all these things from, like, you know, the age of 20, everybody has their own given circumstances. But I think that my aha movement might have been a little bit slowed down just because I never had, you know, a feminine energy in my life to remind me of certain things or keep me on track. So I went really deep in reading. Like I must have read like five to six books like a week. I was reading like a book a day, every other day, um, right before, you know, I had a kid. And I say all this to say um, don't let people throw you off, man. Don't let people make you feel like you have to – be on point with scheduling and all these things, you know. And I say this because the modern-day woman is brilliant in having a plan, is brilliant in knowing what she wants, is brilliant in not accepting less, is brilliant in saying, you know, this is the type of man I'm looking for, this is the type of courtship I'm looking for. But intelligence can run its race. And sometimes you can be so smart that you out, outlive your experiences. And I say that because I didn't think of certain things like that. I met a seer at a time in his life where I think based on the loss in my family and, you know, my mom and having been kicked out of my home and then certain things happening to him, it just was effortless. I was like, I've been paying rent anyway. So I was so happy to just have someone that wasn't so put off by all the things that I had experienced and gone through. And, you know, I remember maybe like the seventh, eighth year of our relationship when I was like, wow, we've never really even had time to really like carve out. Like I wasn't in that mode as I'm sure he would. I appreciate you just chilling because my thought is to say the worst things happened to me when I felt like I was in the most celebratory celebration space, you know, and it made me really recoil. It made me feel like I couldn't, um, you know, kind of like, I don't even know, I'm not even say be out there, but it just made me realize that people, regardless of how much they say they love you and they're supportive of you, people are very fickle and you have to have a tough skin here. And I think like the first 10 years I had one, you know, in my twenties and then, you know, I, I got pregnant and then I lost the baby at eight months. And, you know, having a stillborn, no one really, I don't talk about it because it's something that I process, but I remember specifically the weekend, like maybe like a month after I went out and everybody that saw me was like, oh, how's the baby? And you look so good. Where's the baby and the baby and where's the baby? Like if I had a baby, wouldn't the baby be with me? Like, wow. And I remember feeling so shitty, like, not only that I was processing this, but that people kind of must have known because, you know, they saw me big and pregnant one weekend, and then the next weekend I'm not, and there's no kid with me. So, you know, it's just to say that that taught me a lot about empathy, compassion, and it brought up so much in my life that allowed me to realize that if I wanted anything good to happen to me, that I might not only have to created myself, and this is outside of the kid, created myself, but not really rely on anyone. And, you know, I, no one was there. There was nothing but a seer there at the time. And no, you know, no sympathy, no nothing. People are actually having babies calling me like two months later, like, yo, Amir, the Duke of the year. And I had to swallow that. You know what I'm saying? And I did with, with grace because I was happy for these people. But I always asked myself, what happened to the human condition that we can't step outside of ourselves and go, wow, I wonder what it took for them to get there. Or I wonder what it takes to keep that up. Like we did, or, you know, when Super Hey Wu was rocking, it was a little bit of money. We had a lot of technical difficulties and I was running so much on the back end. You know, all I wanted to see to really do was just show up because he has so much information to share and give that I didn't think it'd be fair for him to do all that back work back then. But I also didn't know 12 years ago, 15 years ago, that it was giving me a lot. I I created a lot of work for myself. 
and that was a good thing. But work is to be shared. And the Super Hey Roo show, I started it because I felt alienated out here in Miami. And I said to myself, what can we, what can I, and boom. The show concept came to mind. You know, I had help, thank God, in setting it up. And I say all that to say, I didn't really, I wasn't the type of person that needed to be center and take credit. You know, I'd been on Broadway. I'd been in Cats. And there was a part of me that liked being able to watch someone else get shine off of something that they should get shine on. And, you know, I didn't go to auditions a whole lot. I wasn't really into, I was growing my hair. I was where I wanted to be. And that was then. So sometimes people keep you fixed in those spaces, but years pass, and it's to say, you know, I said when the Super Hey Wu show had to actually shut down, it was not only because of technical difficulties, but it was also because if we have all these listeners and all this support, then how come we can't pay for the show this month? And how come half the rent is missing? And how come... When you're asking yourself all those questions, it's for nobody else but yourself to clean it up. And, you know, I wanted to, to start to do more and contribute, not just have, you know, the pressure on one person, you know, even after a kid, okay, it's your time to relax, mommy. But no, because we don't have grandparents and aunts and uncles. So I never took that out on this year. We, we're both not trust fund kids. So we had to work hard. And in doing so, you know, years later, it was like, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, years later, you know, I'm like, okay, I have my business. I set it up. It took four years. Like, people don't get that. And that's why we have to give each other some time and slow your roll with the command. When you go to someone's home, you know, you don't, you don't tell them, look, the carpet looks good here, but you should change this here, and I think y'all should buy a halogen lamp. And y'all, no, you say, hey, the house looks nice. And you bring a housewarming gift the second time if you feel they should have something new or different. But, you know, the gall of people and the chutzpah and how much, you know, I know, you know, niggas love what you do, but sometimes I'm like the energy of isolating, that that's what that is. Like when people only want one thing, it creates stagnation and it doesn't allow air. It doesn't allow other energy. So this is why the Super Hey Wu show was created, not just to have a lecture hour, but to open up the frequency for people to call in and ask and to share what their experiences are and what they're going through and what their losses are and how to help people that might not know how to get over having a stillborn and to help people with whatever they have. So Asir is on the line. We're going to take some calls from the jump. Let me see who's on a rock with What's going on? Area code 305. I think we had you before. I don't know why I feel like this number's familiar, but if you are, what's good? <laughs> Hello. Area code 305-890. Third time, 305-890-52. Come on. Yep. Come on. Yep. Yep. You there? Hello. All right. Hanging up. All right, area code 315. Welcome to the Super Hey Roo Show. Can you hear me? Hello? It's crazy. Hello? All right, you guys. I am going to keep it moving. going to keep it moving. Hmm. It's so weird when, like, you see the light on and I'm trying to, you know, be patient and be like, kink, 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 kinks. Are you guys there? No, Hello? No. All right, I'm hanging up. So you did want to have, you did have something to talk about last week, and you wanted to thing it. I can alley-oop it to you real quick, because uh, I took my 15 minutes, and I'm kind of done right now. What's good? You want um, me in Atlanta, like, tomorrow, the next day? When, what's, what's good with you? Inshallah. Yeah, I'm going to just be out there handling some... Uh, business, you know, but, um, Word. in, in terms of, uh, you know, what's been going on, um, there's a lot of stuff happening vibrationally in terms of, um, I was researching what was happening in Egypt right now in this, uh, thing that's happening with the anthropological society out there. They 
allegedly in 2009, they discovered something that um, people in the conscious community, C. Freeman L. and Bobby Hammond and them, have been talking about a long time. This thing called the void that's about 30 meters long within what they call the king's chamber at the Pyramid of Giza. Anyway, they can't really peer into this thing, but what they think is in there is this thing that they've been looking for a long time called the Iron Throne. Iron Throne is talked about in a lot of different um, ancient texts and stuff like that. But whenever they're doing things like that, they always want to create a heavy uh, backlash system to get people to not pay attention to that type of stuff because that's the stuff they're really trying to obtain for uses of uh, ritual stuff that really has nothing to do with the general populace. Um, Another thing that's happening is that um, while everybody's um, going in on Trump, what he just did on the low was just pass something through what he's passed a bill through um, Mm -hmm. an organization called the the Conscientious Religious Freedom something, Society Act, Coalition, whatever. Anyway, this is allegedly going to ban all mandatory vaccinations across the, the country. So all of that forcing people into vaccinations, because if you notice, there's been a lot of leaks on now where people are not even disputing now that the vaccinations is what's causing all this stuff. All of these people dying from this flu virus, they talk about, they tell you exactly mm-hmm. what it is. They say that it's an airborne flu virus. Mm-hmm. Well, the United States Airborne Society, uh, excuse me, United States Airborne Department is a division of the United States Air Force. So all of this strontium, brontium, aluminum stuff that they spray in through the chemtrails is uh, trigger activated with mm-hmm. the flu shot, with the consumption of the meat, with the cigarettes, with the um, pork, with all of the other stuff. So it's killing a lot of people a lot quicker. Then they got the K2 zombie thing where they took him out of dude was eating his face a couple of years ago. Well, that all of that stuff is being processed or or. Regulated, regulated, how they're going to bring that in through the um, CDC. So all of these flu shots, virus shots, all of that, they get these strains from China because that's where they culture a lot of the the vaccines or what they call avian vaccines. So this I would agree with flu you virus in, in Satan, is just mm-hmm. that. But I don't want to interrupt you and cause havoc in feeling as though we're having a conversation. So I'm going to stay silent like a robot and wait for Brother Lumsi to give me permission to talk and to agree and or disagree with you because I cannot talk, I cannot utter a word without causing havoc on the air. This is how people want you. Like, like nigga, what? Do you know how many motherfuckers in check? But go ahead. Keep on the flow. Keep on the flow. Um, you're smoking. Yeah, I know you're smoking. Cause the so nigga because nigga pausing. You smoking. So because of this dude, um, Are Trump you blazing? Why am I feel like I'm talking to myself? You blazing, no, right? I'm talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you. You told me to finish, though, so I was just finishing. I know. I was just <laughs> trying to interject and catch some laughter and say, are mm-hmm. you blazing, baby? That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. No, not yet. That's all. Like, not yet. You know, Okay, it sounded like he was inhaling the goodness. I have no, I'm yet. sorry. Trump? Yeah, he... And actually, I'm um, not sorry. I'm just sorry for people that can't listen to more than one frequency at a time. But indeed. sit in your seat. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Go ahead. I hear you. Um, yeah, this, this whole religious freedom situation that he's setting up, or that has already been set up as a division of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And that's what's there or has been there to help people, you know, um, shut down state and statutory private corporations when people of certain 
cultural or religious groups try to do what they need to do to to progress. But because so-called blacks have been uh, traditionally um, marginalized when it comes to building generational wealth, we fall into a situation where people feel like they have to participate in the stuff that this guy is doing. But a lot of the bad stuff that's being done is the window dressing for all of the other stuff that's happening, such as all of these pedophiles getting locked up throughout the country and the world. But if you connect all of them, they all have connections to or relationships with people who are involved in those types of nefarious government situations. So people like us, we see the the the, the like the the end of it. Line. So right. on our level line. it's like the missing person. You know what I mean? But on their level it's like what we doing with the person we done taken or abducted or have in the state or whatever. You know what I mean? So all of these corporations and people who have been involved in this human trafficking of children is all being exposed and being locked up. So to keep people from really focusing on that, everybody focusing on focuses on how stupid this nigga is. You know what I'm saying? Let me take a call, see what's going on on the line real quick. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. 315. Area code 315. I don't know if you can hear me. Don't talk up. 305, welcome to Super Aru. Hello, 315560. I'm not I, I figured that out last week and I didn't I'm not. Are you there though? I'm just trying to let them know who I'm talking to. 305. Hey, yeah, what's up? Hi. Islam, hey, how you doing, bro? Voice. You hear me? Islam, I can. How you doing, man? I'm good. You know, the funny the funny thing is, right? When I called his number, I called just to listen. I didn't even call. I wasn't even trying to call to, to uh, you know, right. To speak That's to anyone. Cool. I was you don't speak. have to ask and anything. In, yeah, in the back, it was in the background because the first time when you said three one five, I thought somebody from my city was calling. I'm like, yo, who's from my city calling? <laughs> nah, you from your uh, city calling? And, that, and that's yeah, why and I tried to say the beginning of the number. Five six. Then, then when you said five yeah, six I, zero, I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Absolutely. That crazy? Right, bro. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there, man. All right. You have any questions or anything? No, not really. I'm just, you know, just listening to you. Like, you oh, vibing. That's follow, wonderful. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on uh, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I've been following you guys for years and years and years. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got my utmost uh, respect and support, for real. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. you keep doing what y'all do, and I'll always be here, for real, to the end. Islam, thank, thank you, my Jane. brother. Have be a safe good night. There, yeah, All you right. too. Peace. All right. Peace. Peace. And this is why you have to have some type of structure with what you do, because it's a learning experience. Like, sometimes, like, don't say... This is why I'm saying the number, because not everybody knows who you're talking to. It's so, you know, kind of weird, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. But um, experience is the best teacher, and this is why you have to have some in order to know what to do. Hold on a second. My loves balance. Uh, 202? Area code 212? Good evening. Hi. Welcome to Super Hey Roo. Can you hear Jeez. me? Thank you for asking. He's doing really, really well. 
and just yeah. learning how to, you know, uh, he's you know, really appreciate what we have. It's been really good. He's, he's easy. Amor is the easy part. Um, I think right. maybe because, you know, we haven't had a break since, you know, day one, but he's been so good. Like, he's very independent in a lot of ways. It's kind of weird for me at times, but I kind of, yeah. you know, we raised him like that. We really did. So, yeah. you know, I'm grateful that he can spend some time with himself and, you know, as a Leo, not need a lot of attention. So I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful. Yeah, He's good, Thank you for asking. How I appreciate is, that. How's your family? My family is well. Um, still, uh, we still, we still maintaining. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can I guess do. I can, can clarify do. who I be. I be Sun Kissed Queen. Also, Islam. Also, I have a feeling it was you. Twenty second, twenty second of March. Twenty second of March. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. I remember so, beautiful. That's it. Wow. It's great to hear. I'm glad you. to hear both of you on here. So I will I will fall back in case others do have questions. If I think of something, is there a hit the one or I think you um I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think you do hit one to ask a question or to be present. But you know, I'll just I I'm kinda good with numbers, so I'll recognize that you have a lot of sevens in your number. So I'll remember yeah. you just based on that. I'm still old okay. school. I remember people's phone numbers, so I Me definitely too. look out. That's but good. whatever, girl, when, it's whatever you have to ask, we're always I'm around. Glad you so thank okay. you. Thank you so much. Thanks so Bye. much, Peace. Thank, thank you, care, Selena. You're welcome, my love. Peace. Okay, peace. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sunkiss Queen. You were saying, okay, peace. And I hung up on the peace. I'm sorry, my love. Um, but I appreciate people that also can recognize us as individuals with individual journeys and individual contributions because it would be pretty boring if you were with yourself um, all the time, talking to yourself all the time. Hold on a second. Uh, four, six, balance. nine. You keep saying that. You said my art loves mm-hmm. balance. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just listening for right now. And um, oh, I just love the humbleness in uh, in you guys' voice. It's just good to hear the the peace there. It's such oneness. It's balance, and Thank I love you. it. So I'm just going to stay that. back Thank and continue you. listening. Yes. Amen to that. Thank you, Goddess. Your voice is sweet like pumpkin pie. Thank you. I Thank you. <laughs> and what's weird is that I didn't even welcome her, and she knew she was on the air. And that's mm-hmm. how you know some people just, you know, oh, I, I hear a diff. Thank you, goddess. I didn't even have to say her area code. I clicked on, and she was like, oh, hey. And that's so sweet. Thank you so much, my love. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, let's try to take another call. What it is. Say again, whenever I said you said technology that is what it is. Absolutely, it is. Area code three one five five six zero. Hello, good evening. Area code three one five five six zero. Two time wonder I'm now. You see me? I'm asking. I'm asking twice. Yeah, probably sometimes people tonight. just listen. Just keep yeah, moving. absolutely. But uh, if you hear somebody say hello, be like, yeah, I want to talk. But good to hear you. Because it's kind of weird. Um, 469. Hello. Yes, I'm just calling back in. We had just got disconnected. So I'm just calling back in, Queen. It is, Mom. Thank you. Thank you, my love. What's your name? Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you very much, love. Stacy. You're welcome. Okay, I, I'm not going to take the other calls right now because I had a feeling you had some more stuff to address. You only have a, a half an hour. Um, I see I wanted to give you that, that platform real quick. Uh, the stuff I want to talk about, um, you're going to be out of town tomorrow, and I'm definitely going to open it up um, just probably for an hour tomorrow and just talk about some, you know, some healing stuff and some other, you know, issues that a lot of women write me about. And, of course, it would no. be boring to hear me talk about it with, you on the air. So, you know, balance in this space that like, you know, there's two sides of a coin. You know, I'll try to mm-hmm. keep a balance and just have one day just be you rock out. But this is also why there's other platforms like 
And I address it because I personally got a couple emails that were like, oh, she needs to get her own show. This actually was my show. I copywrote the term. I started it. I did all the work. But I didn't take all the credit because I, I wasn't known. What, what the hell am I going to bring to the air? History was what was popping back in the day. And I'm not a historian. I know everything that's in my bookcase, but a series of genius. So when a genius is talking, there doesn't need to be someone else that's decoding history. I talk about something else that he don't know. And that's what I do. There's a lot that, there's a, so much that I laugh at that could be contributed to. But all those people that just want to hear you talk, where are they that started a block talk show and invited you the four or five years that you weren't on? And I say it with some passion so that you guys can cheer it. There's no expiration to what we can create. So why am I the only one doing it for this person that you so adore? Let's adore people when they're alive and not when they're not here. Because then y'all going to all come to me and say, oh, well, she could have, and she should have, ha, ha. No, it's his life as well. No doubt, right, it's here. That's why you have Facebook. That's why you have a YouTube page. And for the, the amounts of love you get, should have way more subscriptions. So all those that are like, oh, you should this, you should that, do it for him. Contribute to the temple. Contribute. Not just tell me what I need to edit and do. You understand? Because it does not grow if there's only one watering the plot, the, the, the whole farm. If there's 30 farms, let's you. water this goddamn, you understand? But no one creates nothing. No one ever stepped to you and said, yo, this brother got something to offer. I hear that the show ain't on no more. Let's remix. Come on, mine. Let me slide your 20 dollars. Nah, niggas is cheap. That's why they like this, this, this entire section because it's free. You can hear him just, and these niggas, the people that write me, I look at your Facebook page, and y'all are like clones, clones of the same energy. And that should be boring to you. Look like you. Get your own style. Wear your turban the way you rock it. Don't see another nigga rock his shit and be like, yo, son, where did he get it? Tell me how he rap it. Nah, go on tutorials in, in Dubai for that. Do it yourself. How you think he figured it out? How you think I figured anything out? Messing up. Having y'all write me telling me I'm whack. No, the niggas that's whack are niggas that love the fuck what you do. I uh, uh, put you on a pedestal. We don't know that with no friends and family support and encouragement, things can't grow. So not only is our family isolated, but people don't fuck with niggas because they so on the path. Ha, ha, nigga. Open your fucking mouth if you want something. That's how I got what the fuck I got in life. By being like, you know what? I want this, create it. I want this, create it. I'm not telling somebody else what they should create for me. And he never did. So it was effortless. That's why I don't need to take the credit. But damn well will when niggas try to act like it ain't mine. No, that's my purse. And I let other niggas hold the bag. But because I'm sharing, this is why you don't get out of your seat. Because another nigga will remix what the fuck you do and be like, what you doing? I'm doing it now. Well, you got out your seat. So you can't be upset if another nigga occupy that space. You understand? But no niggas occupy my space because I don't get up out my seat. And I say it with passion because I'm tired of being around people. I don't even talk to women about nationality, about credit. Because they don't give a fuck unless they're being brought through by some nigga that they fucking. And that's sad. Then they trying to do with the show and prove to the nigga that they down with this shit. I was a more before I met a seer. I was rocking my culture before I fucked with him. That's why niggas could fucking rock with one another. I never had somebody decode a book for me or tell me what to do without me going to check to do it myself. So everybody that got fucked, you bet on the wrong fucking horse. I'll tell you that now. And I get heated about it because y'all niggas should create more. Where are the videos? Yeah. Where is the music? Where are the miniseries? I'm the only one? The no, you're here. not. But what I you got to understand. That's why the understand people is... that stress you and just want the Asir show create fucking yes. spots for him to come to and pay the nigga so he can have a fucking apartment and get yeah. off his BMX bike. Yeah. You understand? 
Because well, we don't put up GoFundMe pages with fucking pyrometrics and lies and shit. Nah, well, nigga. Let's I got to fucking separate to have something. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is you got to separate to have something because niggas will think that you got it all because you can remix thrift store clothes. No doubt. No doubt. Because you feel given. I'm dealing with it. You listening to what I'm saying? As far as I look at it from how things went down and how things think. Clarity is always the best. That's why I'm going to be talking about it. Okay, but we're talking about it. Clarity is the best. As you talked about it. I'm going to add what I'm saying about it. And what I'm saying about it, people are not in the era of creation anymore. Everything that these people are doing is based upon what they see somebody else doing. So at the time that we started doing what we was doing, we were doing it from the perspective of not realizing what we were really doing, which was supporting and giving energy to an industry that people were um had plans to exploit on a on a mass level. So once we started seeing the game in that and then switching gears and deciding to let's say fund ourselves, that then put a niche in the plan of whatever that syndicate that was going on at that time had for us. And in that, that's when the whole, well, like you said, I'll get mad viewers, but not as many subscribers because what I'm doing or what I'm expressing is not backed by um, the commodity that people have come to understand information or consciousness to be anymore. It's all based on whose personality you like. And I was never into that, even before all of this, I was never into that. So me choosing to get my affairs in order enough to be able to actively do something while at the same time doing, you know, things creatively to express myself, I think that is my focus, you know what I'm saying? As well as providing, let's say, a service that actually works, that's not all of this glitz and glam, all of this downloading, all of this process, all of this extra, you know, uh, window dressing that really has nothing to do with what we all should be doing, which is securing our homes, securing our families, like you said, being creative, not hating on one one another. However, all of us ain't going to do that. So I never expected people or, or situations to, let's say, go how I wanted them to go. I always kind of came into it seeing what I could add on to while at the same time not necessarily being so involved with now, I'm giving my opinion on what these two grown men then decided they're going to have problems about. Like, that that was never my bag. So <clears throat> I feel... No, I, the- I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm expressing is, is, and to add on to that, I feel you. That's just the doubt. I feel what you're saying. That's what happened. But in order to have anything new, you have to create it yourself and exactly. not repeat habits and stuff in the past. So I can be exactly. very, very direct in one second because, you know, this is also a show. And what I did uh, knowledge to was that, you know, this is years ago. It's like, you know, there are certain things that I learned in the theater realm where I'm like, I can see people, you know, just really, you know, singing. I'm an extremely passionate person, but I have learned to, uh, you know, almost like not bring those passions to certain platforms because I feel it will just, you know, keep me in this open space. But what I enjoy about being 40 is that I've given myself so much more freedom to not feel or not really be invested as much. And I did used to care because it's setting a, a tone for yourself. So the things that I would watch myself do, I would actually have, some issues with because I could see my frustration, my anger, and the fact that, 
you know, all of what we, it don't matter what, what degrees you hold, what you do well, how much you've given to someone, how many seeds you've planted for them, you can still be, you know, in a homeless shelter. And to have been somebody that's experienced stuff like that, it's been very humbling. So I've always worked a job. I've always seen, but when you're going to work every day and the money's just there to save for first month, last month of security or whatever, you know, it's been very humbling because I've watched um, myself not do well based on just trying to survive. And I mean emotionally. And that's why I pull back because I'll talk about the good emails, but there's also emails that I, you know, I don't talk about because I ignore them. And you have to have a certain skin to be in this. You know, whenever I've done anything with you, there's usually been a problem because people are so with you um, that I'm just that distraction. But what was good about our agreement is that we knew that from day one about 15 years ago. So when characters like Sonetta asked me to move off the couch, you know, it wasn't surprising to me. I just felt the way when I would watch him invite like let's say six different wives with one man on one couch. But then I'm not even married to you. I'm just there to support. But in being a support for years, I am automatically was a wife and became married. And that's right, But that's just that, vibrationally though. That's a vibration. Of course. Well, yeah. what else am I going to do? Just spread. And it, how I am, if I'm, I'm supportive of something and I say, hey, I'm going to commit to this, that's what I'm going to do. And I think that that passion was what everybody, you know, kind of witnessed. And I was punished for it. But rather than taking that passion away, I really learned, like, if some people go into certain spots and they're shut down. I know where at whenever I go someplace, there's going to be a huge opening or there's going to be something that closes. We just know certain things like that. The same thing, you might be able to spark someone to do something, but then it takes a little longer for it to come back around and for you to actually get not just credit in terms of verbal, but the finance and the money. Money actually moves energy. And we know these things, but, you know, when you are so in this space of creation and all these things, there's no limit to what it is you can't do. So I started to just check and be like, there's, regardless of, every, of everybody, you know, really applauding and, oh, I would love to hear you come out. It was great, you know, going to Harlem, doing your thing. But, you know, the girls at home, there's no rent. We don't have an apartment. I couldn't work at all of these things. And this is humanity as well. But there's so much embarrassment and so much that, oh, it's the man. He ain't taking care. What happened? that when a man is not a trust fund baby or doesn't, that he's just, you know, not making it. That's, that's actually when I was the most supportive because I could see your wealth, regardless of it not being in your pocket. And I think a lot of people would have really just not fuck with niggas when they don't have money. And I, we would have gotten nowhere if that's where both of us were, Period. So don't allow money to be the deterrent from also investing in something that you care about. You know, um, it was always bigger than us, which is why we can be here today. But it's also um, something that I have to address where there's this huge embarrassment and this huge thing like a man ain't taking care. If he ain't taking care of his family. Well, taking care of your family, first and foremost, I think, and I'm not a man, but I'm talking from a woman's standpoint, is taking care of yourself. You, I don't know what these women is raising these men, but I cannot teach my son anything before he learns how to take care of himself. So what's been good about raising him more with you is that you've been so humble throughout the years and being like, wow, I wish my mom told me that. Wow, I wish my mom, more. you better listen to your mother. I wish I had a mother like that. And it makes me very grateful for you, but then I'm also like, what the fuck was your mother telling you? What was she telling you? What was she doing that you are not It doesn't matter what she was like, telling me. It doesn't matter what's happening what it right does now. Is that, and, and what I mean, what, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But unless we are willing to talk about, I'll go into this tomorrow, unless we are willing to talk about our given circumstances and the habits that we formed outside of ourselves from those beginning years, from one 
to 1617, those formative years, is what created the nature of how you deal with energy. Because that's who you were raised around and what you were raised with. So even though people want to be these new things, you got to go back to what the foundation was. What was the structure? And a lot of people, well, it doesn't matter. It does because that creates how you get to that end point. You can't know where you're going, like you say, unless you know where you're coming from. So how is that erased when it comes to human behavior, the nature of families, and the fact that men have a lot of shitty mothers? What's the embarrassment? And I'm not talking about you. This is to put it out there for the world. If these men, and I could say this, Amor is nine. Your mother is alive. Not one phone call in nine years. Not one birthday card. Not one anything. No, she gave him a birthday card when we were in New York, and he was like two. She mailed us a card. But since then, nothing. And I, all the time, photos, emails, and then just decided one day I'm done. But that's the problem. There's no one willing to go into this problem. These women are what's created these men. They can't this. And can't we, we hear about it all the time. You counsel about it. Why is only intellectual conversations supported, but anything emotional, oh, it's going to show bad about, then there's no healing. Because anything that can be spoken about, well, if I say this, it might make him or, <clears throat> then how are you going to grow if everybody is scared about how they're going to look to the greater whole? and what their image is going to come off like. How do you grow from that? I'm asking you. Because there's no, you can, but there has to be a space where people have built enough trust to allow that to happen. And as great as these moments are, superhero radio or any other venue where people can do that, they're fleeting in the sense that there's something that aren't, Make consistent it. and everybody that is involved, we really still don't really know each other. So what is bonding us or what we are contributing to is the idea that we know that the some knowledge of what we've gone through, good or bad, has gotten us to the point where we're here right now listening to this show. So within that, we fulfilled whatever we needed to do in terms of building a community so that way in the event that an actual physical place can be allotted where people like us can do, this can be a vehicle to bring people to that place. However, based upon the the acumen of Superhaven Radio and the fact that we're about communication, you know that there's going to be a period where we all have to, at some point, deal with who we are as individuals and as a community. Because what I think is that we as people in this bloodline have never Mm -hmm. had a chance since the ancient days in this land to really be on our own and solve our own situation. For the past at least 243 years, 244 years, we've been beset by having to deal with everybody else's problems instead of coming together and doing our own. When Mexican people get involved or have an issue, the Mexican community comes behind them and solves it. The black community only comes together when somebody gets shot, somebody go to jail, somebody is trying to film themselves on Instagram, or there's a party or a funeral. That's it. When it comes to real legislation and really establishing something, like one of the best revolutionary acts of 2017 was when I was reading about these so-called black men who had been going back and forth with City Hall about taking this Confederate statue down. So instead of going back and forth, they decided to buy the park. And then once they bought the park, they was able to do what they wanted to it. Now, there's a park in there that's owned by black men so they can put up what they want or put, take down what they want. So if that mentality, let's say, was to exist when it comes to mm-hmm. the racist things that they do in media or corporations and, or like with Monique, with Monique boycotting the whole 
things mm-hmm. and telling people to boycott Netflix and all that. Like, she's not doing anything that? different. I don't think she's doing anything different than Amy Schumer did <laughs> or that, what's his name, did, who before her, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, whoever it was. So the fact that she decided to do it and then actually when you look up her rating as a comedian, she ranked higher than all of them. And she, for some and, reason, but did she know that? Because I don't even think yeah. that she should have done it on the way she did it in that platform. <clears throat> Not to say that the energy wasn't good and I didn't think it was dope, but there was a part of me that was like, she need to do it like this. Because yeah, I had a feeling I, that I other agree. I could see that, too. But at the same time, anybody How that's willing to out? go to, like, mm-hmm. bang on Oprah and that whole gay, you know, homogenous um syndicate they got going there, I'm in support of just me personally. But now, you see what they did do. it like that? I don't know. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, but they're going to do that anyway. So the fact anyway, that she got the balls stand up and be like, yo, this bitch was talking about getting her money. Why was it that? And then when you check, like I said, when you actually check the rating, she's actually funnier than all of them. So I'm not saying that she is. I'm saying that that's how she's rated. So if she's rated like that and you're paying people according to their rate, that's how you know ratings don't rate. fucking matter. It don't exactly. matter. Exactly. No, they, they matter two. only just not to the dark depending on who it matters, just not who we want it to matter for. Right. That kisses ass and sucks the right cock and makes me dance. Whoever, right. Whoever we want it to I matter for, it matters for. That's who mm-hmm. it matters for. Which, and that's, which that's means it doesn't the United matter. States. Which means it doesn't right. matter. Because if there's a right. condition, then it's not all. It's just condition. Right. No, it's a such she's she's still subject matter though, because she on paper she's still again taking it all the way back. She's still I listed understand. as a black Negro colored. So regardless of who or what she could do what That's she wanted to do, but if she's trying to get that money as a one of their citizens, they can always stick it in and break it off. She got to come out of that. And then hit them from the outside in, meaning like I, know, I now, but, you know, they ain't gonna do that. Like what you do say, it, you know, you, she can you, only do but so start, much. When you start riding one horse, it's hard to get off, and you understand. Exactly. So you I don't know if she's gonna be able to switch teams. I don't know if she's gonna be able to right. switch teams like that. But she can you only know, do I, but I think so that much. I, I salute her because she's really, she she's so so dope in so many ways. I don't even have time to go yeah. into her. But the one I wanted to also mention, once you mentioned her, I was like, oh, my God, Amara da Negra. What I want to say about her, salute to Amara. You know, it's like I laughed because in listening to The Breakfast Club, that radio show, real quick this morning, I listened to it in the steam room for like 10 minutes, and then my phone was all getting steamy. I was like, hell no. So the point is, I'm listening, and I'm like, of course. What's funny, you guys want to do homework, these are personality types. I'm an actual real person that's doing this. I'm choosing not to, like, create an an archetype of myself. This is really how I feel about topics. But, you know, there's things that I'm going to keep out because it might come off too guttural and be too uh, Brooklyn. And that's something that I realized I'm grateful that I was raised in Brooklyn and not in Panama because who's to know? what my experience would have been like as a black woman over there. The thing is, Panama is a little different than DR because of the location of Panama, and there's a lot more Africans in Panama. So I don't know, you know, I, I, the shit is fucked up everywhere. But what I laughed at was these folks always try to act brand new. Like we don't know that, you know, Esposito and all these other actors that are more, that are black people exist in the world. So I give her such, you know, Applause because she's representing something that people try to act like aren't they. And she's doing it bold. She's getting chastised. And I'm hoping that she just keeps her strength and it's awesome. Yo, we exist. We, of course we do. We're all out here. Selena Cordova gets mistaken for a, a Castilian Latina all the time. And it's like, no, I'm Latina, but I'm a black woman. Meaning my people are from Spain, but they were black people that fucked a whole bunch of white folk and made a whole bunch of Spanish-looking niggas. And at the end of the day, like, this is how we have to talk to people, this guttural. And I realized when I get this guttural, people love it. But this is like me in my more primal, I feel it. I'm right between my second, third, and then at the top, it's coming a little bit more from the base. I'm not on my higher ethereal in the beach energy. So it's cool, but this is going to, it sounds biting. 
because at the end of the day, Spanish people are not white. I don't know how that even went down, but all right. Okay, everything is color-based. And that's what was funny to me because there's this whole thing with, you know, the uh, Cardi B sister and her, and she upset that she won't take the crown. Mami, Amara La Negra is a true Afro-Latina. You could claim that because you got a thick nose, but you're going to claim Puerto Rican, Dominican. You still got the white skin. And that's the part that they, okay, now it's cool, but your skin ain't my color. So you don't have my experience and the experience that Amara has. Because I know what it's like to have this color that people are like, can you rub it off? What's wrong with that? You, you see how they treating her? They ain't doing all of that to Cardi. They might go, oh, she don't got this nose, all of this, all of that. But Cardi still has the archetype of the J-Lo. And that's what Amara is, is, is addressing, is the fact that we don't all have to come like that. So thank God, because I've been saying it for years. Please. Can I add on to that? Of course. Yes, Papi, yes. So the issue really to me also is that she's not coming from a situation where she's around her archetype, like, all of the people, no. like she's Afro-Latina and all of that. But really what that is is that that's Afro-Latina is the new Morena, and the Morena is the more. So we're really, she's really a representation that's of why I'm like, Call this me old the school Moorish <laughs> energy that is now manifesting again where she's proud enough to at least wear Afro that's uh, extended so from that her own Afro. But Absolutely. like I said, she's when you're in a around position people like where, us, you know, you could take that off. <laughs> she in a she's position, in a position where she can't me. continue to 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 exercise who she really wants to be fully because it's also a lack of knowledge as to the history of these people. Like they just had a couple in Brazil who was so called African and they was gonna name their baby an African name and the Brazilian government told them they couldn't name the baby the African name because it wasn't European <laughs> enough. Right, the Brazilian mm-hmm. government told these so-called African Brazilian people that their name wasn't European enough. So when we talk about race, in some places people deal with nationality issues and other places they deal with ethnicity issues. With so color. she's dealing yeah, with absolutely. Uh, uh, ethnicity issues mm-hmm. because these people are talking to her from a perspective like She's trying to claim herself from the continent of Africa when there's actually <clears throat> traditionally original people that were here at the same time that there were people on the continent of Africa. So she's claiming descent from those people. But again, this is where nation, true nationality comes in because if she could adequately have somebody around her or at least get her to understand how to I articulate say, that, Charlemagne and these niggas would be shut down automatically because they're all Absolutely. following a script. It's scripted. Mm-hmm. And they need but to because it creates real. controversy. But she, Absolutely. Right, but what I'm saying is that, some of that, that you've mm-hmm. seen on is that she feels that it's real. Like, there's a part of her that feel like this shit really, is really I know really because she's so, she's so innocent. You see it. Right. So, she yo, got we an got innocence on it, and that's what they're trying to they break. They did it with Cardi. Yeah. Cardi, that's why niggas like Cardi at first because she had that somewhat innocence to her, but now that she'd been turned out. And all here that, we have 60 seconds. I want to, I want to tell people to, to peace out in, right. a, in a good manner. It is. You, you're right. But, peace. and you're absolutely what you're saying is right about Amara. And, um, we just, you know, I say contact me for products because it's easier than knowledge. People get a little shook with that, but you know, all I'm saying is I hope I meet a woman like that because we're almost like cousins, primas from, you know, different, different experiences in the sense that, you know, I was forced to learn English, forced to translate Spanish, all of that. And then, you know, it's very interesting that tu entiendes español, todos, pero no habla, pero we're in America. We're here. So I want you to speak that fucking English shit. So at the end of the day, CordobaOrganics.com, I'm going to rock tomorrow night. You're going to be in Atlanta. Wherever you at, I wish you post up so people can follow you and, Know where you at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, House of L at hotmail.com, acierthedukateers.com, cordobaorganics.com. Peace. Listen out for some new music I'm about to drop. This shit is going to be flame. And uh, 
Peace. Take care, y'all. One. Oh, I got 39 seconds. Let me stop. So I say that to say I love y'all. Thank y'all so much. Good night. How can you be born in a laboratory? They don't even look like they can stand. What an asshole. Are you fucking kidding me?
Thank you. 